it's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host, David Wilson, is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's David. Oh my gosh, what in the world is going on? Can things get any stranger than they are right now? I I keep thinking it's going to get better. Things are going to change. I also keep thinking that, you know, maybe this is just like the movie The Wizard of Oz, especially the last scene where Dorothy wakes up and it turns out that it's all just a dream. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, uh, just before the 4th of July... I was getting ready for a big 4th of July weekend. You know, we have a tasting room. It's called the Grape Encounters Emporium. I never try to sell you anything on the show because that's not really what that's about. The tasting room we built seven years ago so that you might have a place that you could come to out on the central coast of California. If you want to talk wine face-to-face with me, have a really good time. I can be your personal tour guide and send you off to some wonderful adventures. That was the reason that we built the tasting room to begin with. And I'm very grateful that so many of you over the years have come out here to visit with me. It's just been a wonderful blessing to be able to do radio, not just from from a microphone, but face-to-face as well. But the day before the 4th of July holiday began, I had just stocked up with just a ton of wine, just cases and cases and cases, probably, I don't know, probably 30, 40 cases of wine because I expected to entertain a whole bunch of folks. But two hours before we were opening up for the first time for the holiday, and mind you, the store has largely been closed for the better part of four months. We get to open for a couple of days and then they close us down again. But anyway, we were just getting ready to open up. We got everything on the shelves. Everything was just as pretty as it could possibly be and then came the notice that we have two hours to shut down and we had to shut down Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And that wasn't just businesses like mine. It was tasting rooms everywhere. But here's the weird part. They let us reopen after Monday. So we got things rolling again. We were all very optimistic about enjoying our wine lives, at least uh, sort of like we used to. And mind you, by the way, I'm very supportive of whatever we need to do. We're very careful here. But the rules that they impose are just bizarre. You know, 
instead of us just pouring glasses of wine where we touch a bottle, we touch a glass, we're careful about disinfecting, we do all the right things, wear the masks, you know. They said, no, you can't do that. If you're going to serve wine, you are going to serve food with it and you're going to serve it outside. I get the outside part, okay? The food part is beyond me. It's beyond me because it's not just crackers and cheese that we're supposed to serve. It's a full meal. And suddenly you've got tasting rooms all over at least the state of California that are being told if you want to serve wine, you got to become a restaurant and you got to do it now or you are out of luck. And you can't get away with just serving cheese and crackers or charcuterie or little morsels. You can't just serve a hot dog. It's got to be a full hot meal, you know, like what you would get in a restaurant. Now, what is the wisdom in that? Because first of all, a bunch of places that are not in the business of serving food, so uh, perhaps they don't have the um, knowledge where food handling is concerned. Now they're getting into the food business and now they're going to touch your plates and silverware and water glass and napkins and, you know, all sorts of things where in the other scenario, what we normally do, we would just touch your glass and a bottle and that we can wipe off right in front of your eyes. So, gosh, it just makes no sense whatsoever. And like I said, I'm so supportive of doing the right thing, but it's got to make sense too. So we really have to look into these things and figure out that happy medium. In the meantime, we got opened up for a couple of days and then bam, I guess it was, was it Wednesday? We got the orders to shut down again. So, you know, that's what I've done. I've shut it down. But I just decided that we can't continue to just talk about wine in the context of COVID-19 and talk about virtual wine tastings, which you probably know, I think, are fine, but they've got all kinds of flaws in in certain ways. And so I have decided that since I'm probably going to be shut down and there's no reason to stay here in my studio and at the wine bar here in California for, you know, maybe 60 days, I've decided I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do. And that is, I want to crisscross this country of ours. We produce wine in virtually every state in America, but there are just a handful of states that really get all of the attention. And some of these wonderful regions out there, they just go unnoticed. Now, in order to crisscross this country, I don't want to get on a a bunch of airplanes because I, I know that that's just a flying Petri dish. So I decided that what I would do is something that we did in a very small way two years ago, which is that we got in a motorhome and we went all around Northern California's wine countries and then we zipped up to Oregon wine country. We stayed in the motorhome at a, a number of wineries. It was so much fun. And we got to have these incredible intimate conversations where instead of standing in a tasting room, we stayed the night, got up and had coffee with the winemaker and got to talk to them from a much more intimate perspective. And that's what I want to do because for one thing, we could be very, very safe. We can practice social distancing. We can wear our masks. We don't have to have a lot of people around. And in the meantime, we can tell you all about and at least uh, show you over the radio. I know that doesn't make sense, but, you know, it's theater of the mind. We can show you 
places that you might not have thought about visiting before. We can introduce you to the players there. We can tell you about the wines there. We can tell you where to stay. We can even visit with restaurateurs in the region, other attractions, and we can do this very quietly and very safely to get you excited about what you might want to do when things simmer down. And also, I really want to look at things that you can do right now, regions that you can go to safely, how you would go about doing that without bringing risks into that region and without uh, taking any risks while you're there. So the plan is we're trying to find right now a motor home. And if you have one you want to loan to me, that'd be terrific. I'm also uh, open to a sponsor who might want to help us acquire that motor home because it's going to cost a lot to do what we want to do. But worst case scenario is I'm just going to rent one and that'll be just fine. And there's a lot of uh, motorhomes out there for rent. By the way, a lot of people are already touring wine countries by motorhome because it's just a, a much safer way to do it. So kudos to those of you who are already doing it. But for the rest of you, I'm going to try to lay out a battle plan for you and show you how you can do it. And I'll even tell you how much it costs. And I'm going to give you a real deep dive education into visiting lesser known wine countries, preferably by motorhome, but you might want to just uh, drive there or fly there. It's your choice, okay? But that is what we're going to do. Coming along on the ride with me is going to be Henry, my 18-pound multi-poo. He is actually cuter than your grandchildren, if you have grandchildren. And if you don't, he's cuter than your kids. <laughs> he really is. He's a sweetheart and he, he loves to travel. So it's going to be me, Henry, microphones, and a whole lot of fun. But coming up next, however, we're going to talk to somebody who I really, really enjoy talking to. She is the big kahuna when it comes to running the Oregon Wine Experience. That is a great event that is going to be done, unfortunately, virtual this year. But you're going to see that, man, those folks up in Oregon, they've got their ducks in a row. Get it? Oregon ducks, ducks in a row. So you'll want to definitely tune in because there's a lot in it for you. I assure you. That's next on Grape Encounters Radio. You know, even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is always several steps ahead. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible prices. And for a contactless experience, try their curbside pickup option. Simply order online for an easy new way to shop at TotalWine.com. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, 
free trade chocolate-covered walnuts. And for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Summer is here, invigorating our state of mind and sparking desires for things that complement our playful mood. Yep, our barbecues are already working overtime, cranking out slabs of baby backs that pair perfectly with light, crisp summer sippers. And if you need a little inspiration, check out the summer wine list that no one can resist. It's Total Wine & More's Top 12 Summer Wines, featuring a truly eclectic cross-section of wines, all under $20 and many under $10. Plus, Total Wine & More is offering summer wine bundles that save you up to $24 on a variety pack of wine. And now that we've all gotten into curbside buying, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or just outside for a contactless experience. The best lineup of super low-priced summer wines is just a click away at TotalWine.com. All right, and we are back with Grape Encounters. And now i got to talk about something with someone, and it's really kind of a good news, bad news story, i got to tell you. I am really deeply saddened by the fact that uh, my new favorite event is um, happening in a very different, uh, we'll call it COVID-friendly way, but it's not going to be the same as what we did um, with last year's event. I'm talking about the Oregon Wine Experience, and as you know, if you're a listener to the show, we did a whole bunch of interviews, um, not just at the Oregon Wine Experience, a great, great event, but also with uh, quite a number of the participants. I have a really gigantic soft spot for Oregon wine. And so I have on the line right now, uh, Sarah Ann Griggs. She is the person who is charged with the important stuff where this event is concerned. She's the events officer for the Asante Foundation. They're the ones who put this on, and so many people benefit from it. And Sarah Ann, gosh, I wish we were talking about an event just like last year, but I guess you guys have it under control, and you're adapting and forging on. How you doing? We're doing pretty well. I mean, we've definitely had to make pivots over the past several months uh, regarding what uh, Oregon Wine Experience is going to look like. And we're hopefully at that last pivot. As you mentioned, it is going to be a little bit different um, and in the sense that we won't be in this large gathering under a tent. Uh, We are going to take some of our events virtual. So that opens up the opportunity for people around the country and even around the world to tune in and see which wines will win best of show, as well as to learn a little bit more about what we're fundraising for in sense of learning about our miracle story and all the efforts that are going into our Asante Forward campaign. Uh, but the the great thing is we are going to still have some smaller scale events uh 
to get together with small groups of people and really enjoy the best of Oregon wine and food, as well as um, celebrate uh, the best of show winners of the Oregon wine competition. So I want to say that, you know, even though this is a fundraiser, it is really, in my mind, just the biggest happening where Oregon wine is concerned. Uh, I said this last year. I'll say it again. I I really think it was the most well-conceived, exciting, fun, amazing event wine-wise that I've ever been to. And and I'll talk about that in just a second, but I want to make sure that as we dive into this, Sarah Ann, that we um, really give people an understanding of why this event is so important and what it funds. So the Oregon Wine Experience um, is a proponent of the Asante uh, Foundation, which is part of the Asante Hospital System. And what the the primary fundraising element is um, our Children's Miracle Network and um, and then other really key initiatives that are going into building a better healthcare system in Southern Oregon and Northern California. So there are a number of, I guess, um, hospitals that are involved. Can you focus on that for a second? And, you know, how many people are actually affected by this? So we have three major hospitals uh, located in Southern Oregon, and they serve nine counties throughout Southern Oregon and Northern California. So we're basically the only pediatric and NICU hospital uh, between Redding, California and Eugene, Oregon, which is roughly, um, you know, 300 miles. And there are, by the way, a a number of major wine-themed fundraisers that go on around the country. It's amazing to me, by the way, just how much money is raised by the winemaking community to then uh, goes into the healthcare system in one way or another. Are you allowed to talk about how much you have raised in past years? Because it's really amazing. Yeah. So last year we um, hit the threshold of 1.7 million and collectively we are close to about $6 million raised overall. The great thing about the um, the event is 100% of the proceeds goes directly back into our hospital system now, and to the initiatives that um, we're fundraising for. So it's no wonder that the event raises so much money because, first of all, it is very much a who's who of organ winemakers. Pretty much uh, everybody that's anybody participates. But the other thing that I just was so taken aback by about this event was how miraculously you all would turn the venue overnight into something completely different than what we all had experienced the day before. This is not a one-day event. I want to really point that out that – it goes over a number of days, and they erect this enormous tent. I, I guess it's more than one tent, right? There's the, the the main tent for the event, and then there's a secondary tent kind of for uh, check-in. But, yeah, so technically I would say it's actually six tents altogether, but one main tent where the main action happens. So what, what happens, just for those who have never been to this event, is that you spend an afternoon and evening there. You are treated to amazing wines, amazing food, incredible ambiance. Just every little detail everywhere you look is just astounding. And then you come back the next day and 
you walk into the same venue and it's totally different. It's like completely and totally transformed. I'm going to miss that. There's no way to do that virtually, I suppose, but we got to make sacrifices this year, but I certainly don't want the Oregon wine experience to be forgotten. Let's um, talk in a moment here about how people uh, will be able to participate, but even just before we do that, if you could share a little information on you know, where people can find information about the event for, for this year's virtual event, that'd be great. Sure. So you're going to want to go to theoregonwineexperience.com. Again, it's theoregonwineexperience.com. Don't forget that, the. And we will have information about how you can sign up to um, bid on our Founders Barrel auction as well as our Miracle auction, as well as just uh, various information about when we'll go live virtually to both uh, watch the medal celebration and learn who's won Best in Show and then learn more about the cause and what we'll be fundraising for this year. By the way, I do want to mention that although you might miss it, David, I'm definitely not going to miss those flips because although you from the guest experience get to enjoy each of those days from the logistics side of things. Um, it definitely is trying and um, and really taxes our team, but we love doing it. And so we a little bit of me is sad that we won't be under the tent this year, but overall there's the physical side of me that's going to be thanking me come end of August. Okay, well, I'm going to weigh in on that comment in just a second. I've got to take a commercial break uh, right now, but we are talking to... Sarah Ann Griggs. She is the events officer for the Asante Foundation and um, a driving force behind the Oregon Wine Experience. I experienced the Oregon Wine Experience for the first time last year, and I just fell in love with everything and everybody associated with it. And we're going to get a lot deeper into how you can make the most out of a virtual Oregon Wine Experience when we return with Grape Encounters Radio and Sarah Ann Griggs. We like to talk about wine. Did you know that there's a lot more going on in the world of Grape Encounters than what you hear each week on the radio show? If your answer is no, it means that you're not as plugged into our wild, wacky, and wonderful world of wine. But we can fix that right now. I really want to share a lot more with you than what we're able to do during the weekly show. Like wine recommendations, interesting ways you can play with your wine, information about upcoming wine happenings, and even recipes I've developed just for you. There are two things you can do to get plugged in. First, join the Grape Encounters Radio group page on Facebook. Make sure it's the group page. Or you can sign up for our mailing list at GrapeEncounters.com. In coming weeks, I'll be doing giveaways, offering free online parties exclusively for you, and a lot more. Please, don't miss out. Connect with me on Facebook or at GrapeEncounters.com. Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about... 
nuts. Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of MM Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops, there we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from MM Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two-horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. All right. Well, everybody knows that my favorite experience last year had to be the Oregon wine experience. I just dove into that. I had so much fun. I was there for the better part of a week. It was just astonishing, and I I couldn't stop talking about it. I still talk about it, friends and colleagues. But this year, by necessity, like so many other events, it has to adapt to the COVID-19 crisis. A lot of really great events Uh, have been canceled. But you know what? Those people up in Oregon, they're pretty tough lot. And uh, they don't take no for an answer very well. So they're going forward, forging on with the Oregon wine experience, but they're adapting. And believe me, they know how to adapt because I have been there and seen them completely change a huge venue overnight in a matter of hours. So they're awfully good at that. And Sarah Ann Driggs is with me. Uh, She is the events officer for the Asante Foundation, uh, which puts on the event. And Sarah Ann, before we went to the break, you were saying you're not going to miss turning over the venue. It's a monumental task. You don't even keep the same tables for Pete's sake and, and stuff. You change everything. We do. We really want each event to be a unique experience and really take our guests to that that next level. Um, we want to honor our wineries at the medal celebration. We want our guests to come in and taste the best of Oregon wine futures and bid on them at the Founders Barrel Auction. Then at Miracle Auction, we want to have this elegant gala where we're celebrating our miracle story and what we're fundraising for. And then finally, we like to conclude with the extravagant grand tasting where you can taste all of Oregon in one unique location. And so it's really important to have those each of those events stand out and really um, give the guests the best experience. And uh, we are looking to transition what we've done on the field under the tent into a virtual format, which we are really excited to do. And um, especially because we can include so many more people um, 
to learn about Oregon wine experience and then obviously to uh, become a part of it, um, you know, virtually and then hopefully in the future physically and on site. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to really launching this new this new look of it this year. Well, I mean, I totally get why you can't do the event the way you have done it. You know, I was there, and though it's really, really comfortable in the venue, it it doesn't feel elbow to elbow. But the truth of the matter is people are very close to one another, and there's a lot of, if not physical contact, pretty darn close to it. And that's why so many of these events have been uh, either canceled, postponed, or reimagined. But, um, you know, and I can't imagine, honestly, being in your position, even if you were to go forward with the event the way it was, I'm I'm imagining you'd get a lot of heat, a lot of criticism. And after all, you, you are associated with health and medicine, and you'd be the last one to break the rules, I would think. Exactly. Our top priority is, is the safety and well-being of our guests and our sponsors and all that, co- everybody who comes to the event. And so we really wanted to, um, you know, abide by uh, what the current climate is and, and put on a version of the event that's going to be best for everybody's interests. So you were balking a little bit about turning the venue, but I, I'm going to say this. I, I was there every single day. I saw you late in the evening, and I would see you early the next day, and you were fresh as a daisy. So I'm not sure how you did it, but you always had a big smile on your face, and you didn't look worn out from the task. So um, you've got a lot of energy, you and your team, and it takes a lot of people to do that. How many volunteers have been involved in the event? On average, each year we have about 350 volunteers, and the great thing about the event, everybody loves it. So what may seem like work to somebody who is is not familiar with the event to us it's just a passion and we we absolutely love doing it from a volunteer who comes in and folds a napkin or places a table all the way up to our CEO who comes and is part of the experience and enjoys the very best of Oregon. It's really a special and unique group of people that not only put it on, but experience it as well. What I think is also just cool in general about Oregon wine is the fact that it's a big industry up there. The wines are really terrific. There is a notable absence of crummy wines but the industry is also small enough that everybody knows one another. The producers are generally smaller than what you're going to find in California. And so it's more manageable to navigate organ wine. And I also want to say that so many people are just not as familiar as they need to be with Oregon wine. It's a bit of a mystery for some if you're outside of Oregon or the West Coast, but when people dive in and they you know, go to something like this and get to experience the Oregon wine industry in all its glory, they just, they're just blown away because the quality of wines there is just sensational. And just on a personal note, even though it's what Oregon is most known for, it's not all about Pinot. <laughs> you know, it's, there's a, you're making everything up there now, which is great, but your reputation is in Pinot, right? Yes, and Pinot Noir that basically put Oregon wine on the map. Uh, but uh, for those who don't know, there are, I mean, just, you know, throughout the state, there are over 70 or 80 varietals of wine that are grown and produced here. 
it is a plethora of what, um, you know, of what the world of wine is. I mean, there's so much um, to consume here and it's, uh, it's really incredible what access we have. I mean, there are varietals that are grown here that are only grown here other than in the old world. And so it's, uh, if you are a wine enthusiast, uh, it is the place to come and really experience, you know, wine as a whole. One of our winemakers, um, Andrew Wetzel, up at Abacella Winery, actually describes his uh, Tempranillo that he crafts for this event as a unicorn wine. It only lives in the cellar of 5 or 10 or 20 people. And you basically are getting this exclusive wine that really can't be found anywhere else. And, you know, one of the conversations that I have on a fairly frequent basis with colleagues, especially about Oregon wine, is the rise in production of Chardonnay there, which, you know, it's kind of interesting because where good Pinot is produced, usually great Chardonnay is also produced. But while there's been a lot of discussion um, over the years about the amazing quality of Oregon Pinot Noirs, Chardonnay has not gotten as much attention. But in really, truly recent years, the spotlight has been on, you know, the number one or two most popular varietal in the country. And that's really, um, that's really taking hold, isn't it? And we're seeing more and more production of um, sort of everybody's standby white. Yes. I mean, you are going to find Chardonnay grown throughout the state of Oregon. I mean, after Pinot Noir, it's probably one of the most, it's one of the top varietals grown here. Um, and it's really taking off in all parts of the state. And the winemakers here are just really creating their own mark on, on Chardonnay. And so if that's something that you you fancy, I definitely recommend coming and, and taking a tour of the state and seeing, you know, just tasting the, the wealth of Chardonnay here. Yeah. And if you're a person uh, like so many that has gotten bored with Chardonnay, then you need to seek out Oregon Chardonnays because uh, they have really returned to the the true virtues of Chardonnay, not over-oaking them, not over-the-top buttery, you know, just right, I would say. It's the three bears of Chardonnay. Anyway, uh, we're talking to Sarah Ann Driggs. She is the events officer for Asante Foundation, which puts on the Oregon Wine Experience. The experience is going to be a different experience this year, and uh, I want to come back after the break and uh, have you uh, explain how people can plug into the newly imagined experience, if you will. Okay, we'll be back in just a second. Today's edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine and More. Every week, we encourage you to look beyond the ordinary and seek the extraordinary. That's why you definitely want to check out Winery Direct at Total Wine and More. These products are identified by the yellow shelf tag in the store or online. The selection includes more than 2,000 of their 8,000 wines, and you can be confident that you're getting the highest quality wines produced by some of the world's most renowned winemakers at the best price. Winery Direct is one of the many things that makes Total Wine & More so unique. Order today at TotalWine.com. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters Radio right after this. We've got to take a breather for a minute or two. Don't go away. Remember, if we don't let the wine breathe, it's impossible for the show to be done in good taste. 
If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out, simply because a small minority of, well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun, a front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about, we'll set a time, then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at GrapeEncounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you, and I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at GrapeEncounters.com. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is impossible to keep up with. That's because they have a team of experts constantly searching every corner of the world for amazing wines priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion, like tomorrow. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. And of course, your faves will be there too. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 choices to explore online with your handy device while you soak up some shade. Visit Total Wine & More in person, or if you prefer a contactless experience, order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or curbside. And for awesome summer wines, all under $20 and many under $10, be sure to check out their summer wines list at TotalWine.com. Sarah Ann Driggs is on the line with me. She's the events officer for the Asante Foundation in Medford, Oregon. They put on the Oregon Wine Experience, and like so many people, they're having to reinvent things. It is just the the most stellar event. I can't praise it enough. I just can't. It's just just so perfectly done, but it's going to be different this year. But one thing that is going to remain the same is your ability to bid on wines in the barrel auction and uh, Sarah Ann talk about the barrel auction as it was in prior years and how it's going to differ this year and you know just uh, what the opportunities will be and how do we navigate it because of the current climate we had to shift from that model and we are going exclusively online and the great thing about these wines, um, first of all, there are a number of them that are exclusive and and unique and can only be found at this event. So this year, what we're we're shifting into is this online model, which works out great for any wine enthusiast, no matter where they are in the world, because uh, for about a week, we will have these wines up for auction that you can bid on. And then it's delivered to you within about a year or so after the auction concludes. And it's really just a a great way to add to your collection. Uh, We have uh, 40 lots that are going to be up for auction and you can find all this information out at theoregonwineexperience.com. You know, and I, I wanted to point out something. I was there Last year, I got to taste an awful lot of these wines that we're talking about. The one thing that I was most, I think, impressed about 
from a wine consumer standpoint is that you guys are really fussy about what comes through the door. You know, it's just amazing to me. I don't think I can recall any event of this size where the consistency of quality was just so off the charts. And I know a lot of those winemakers and they just take so much pride in the wines that you can get at the barrel auction. Well, one great thing we do offer um, for anybody out there who is very interested in, in bidding on the wine, we, we 100% guarantee it. So if you get it and you're not a fan of it, we will take it back and we'll refund you. So it's really a win-win for you. If you want to purchase this wine, we'd love to have you in and bidding away. So now you don't, obviously, you don't have to buy a barrel of wine. There are lots of other options. So you can, as I mentioned, you can you can bid on a single case and there's 40 lots. So with each lot, it's a either a five case, a 10 case or a 20 case lot. So you can bid on a single case of one of those individual lots. Again, you don't have to buy the whole barrel. That's only for, you know, those truly wine enthusiasts out there. So if a winemaker has, let's say they have several cases that are in the auction, how many of those lots can be split up? Do you have to buy, for instance, if it's four cases, you've got to buy four cases or can they be split between two parties? How's that work? You bid on one individual case or you can bid on more. If you win a case of wine at the auction and you want to split it between two parties, that's up to you. We don't have that option available, but that's something if an individual bidder wants to make those arrangements. Okay, so we only just like have a minute left. Uh, where can people learn about what's available, get all the details and get plugged into this whole thing? What's the easiest thing to do? The best thing is go to the Oregon Wine Experience website, which is theoregonwineexperience.com. And then uh, everything that's going to be available is already posted there. And when, when does bidding start? When does bidding end? So bidding will start on August 14th, and with the barrel auction, it will go through the 23rd. Um, We do have our miracle auction as well. We didn't talk much about that, but they are welcome to register for that as well. That launches on the 14th as well and will conclude on August 22nd. Again, they'll be able to find everything at theoregonwineexperience.com starting next week, and they can learn more about the individual lot items uh, up for auction. Okay, but now I don't want to overlook the Miracle Auction because there's a, just a ton of amazingly cool stuff in there. If you can like just run down the kinds of things that are available in that auction, I think that's really important. So we have great things like a trip to Fiji. We have exclusive winemaker dinners with the winemaker, and he selects the wines. We'll have really unique um, opportunities to do trips and to do just experiences. Last year, um, we auctioned off a wagon that goes to our pediatrics uh, unit. It's full of toys. So there's really some really special items as well, some great experiences for people to take advantage of. You know what? If you're just kind of sitting at home right now, this can really shake things up and, and be something fun for you. And there's a lot to peruse on the website. So go do it. You know, sooner or later, everything's going to open up again. I guess you can go up to Oregon and go to wineries. They're not locked down like we are in California, so it might be a good place to go up there, but uh, you got to wear a mask, isn't that right? 
Yes, you do. So in the outside, you have to have a face covering and then also inside. But you know what? There's some really stylish ones. So come dressed um, and enjoy and make that face covering your own. And we'll be opening and welcome you in socially distanced, of course, but happy to see anyone and everyone who comes to visit. I've got a really nice mask, but it's badly stained red right now. Just to be safe, I drink through the mask. Uh, I haven't done that yet, but, you know, you never know. There's a site, right? (laughs) Okay, well, it's it's so nice to talk to you, Sarah Ann. I know um, in the next uh, few months I'm probably going to be up there in Oregon, so we'll hunt you down and and, uh, visit in person. But in the meantime, theorganwineexperience.com is where where you want to go and check it out. And and by the way, if you have any questions uh, about... Some of the wines, uh, I'm sure you can write them, but you can also ask me. I'm, I, I may know something about it, and if I can offer any, uh, any recommendations, I'm happy to do that as well. It's uh, david at grapeencounters.com. I just want to um, support the Oregon wine experience in every way I possibly can. Sarah Ann, um, you got a real challenge this year, but I know that you're going to knock it out of the park. Thank you, David. Really appreciate all of your support, and uh, we hope to to see everybody virtually up in Oregon. Okay, well, that's a virtual certainty. That's going to do it for Grape Encounters today. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. I know these are hard times, but at least we still have plenty of wine to get us to the other side, and that's exactly where we're headed. We will be back here next week. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you that Grape Encounters Radio has been brought to you by Total Wine and More. You know, when you sell over 8,000 wines under one roof, you're going to meet consumers from every walk of life with different tastes and needs. Luckily, Total Wine has everybody covered with their nearly endless selection of wines to choose from, plus a variety of ways to shop. They even have in-store pickup and contactless curbside pickup, so you're in and out in a flash. From your favorite picks to rare finds, There's always something new to discover at Total Wine & More. Order today at TotalWine.com.